Welcome to the Making a Three podcast. I'm James Johnson. Some of my friends know me as JJ. I'm a former world-class athlete who competed at the highest levels in Greco-Roman wrestling. So it was a natural transition for me to become a coach, where I now tutor some of America's premier wrestlers with the Island 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo, Japan. Joining me on the podcast is my good friend, Five Beta Sigma Attorney, brother John Harris, who just happened to be one of the best sports journalists in the country. Welcome to the Making a Three podcast. Hey, JJ, 2018 world bronze medalist, Tamira Stock, she's on a roll. She's won every United World Wrestling ranking series she's competed at this season. She's a 2019 Pan American Champions champion, who's also a two-time collegiate national champion at Wayland Baptist. Welcome to the Making the Three podcast, Tamira. Hey, James. Hey, John. It's great to be here. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. It's great. We're doing have you. great. Welcome to the Making Three podcast. I've been waiting to do this segment with you. And, you know, podcasting and conversation is just like wrestling is a mindset. You got to just keep working at it until you get it right. You know, one of my questions is, and we had a conversation was, I did not know you had a twin, and I pride myself on about a lot of people. So you know, forgive me for that. And you know. <laughs> I think it's awesome to have you know, a sibling in the sport. I know in your senior year, you were both back-to-back state champions. Who was instrumental in getting you started in the sport of wrestling? My twin, Tarkia, actually was. She, um, she said that the coaches needed some athletes to be on the women's wrestling team that they were trying to start up. And she came up to me, and I... At first, I didn't even appreciate it, didn't even want to have anything to do with it because I was in track and field. And, you know, in track and field, us girls got to look good. So I had my perm that made my hair all nice and flat and shiny. I had my ponytail that was high and it looked like a waterfall. Every time I ran, it just bounced with so much glow. I had my earrings in, I had my makeup, you know. I was looking cute every single day and nobody was touching me. The most the, the most contact I ever had was when I passed a baton. That was it. And that was like a, a little graze of the fingertip. So, you know, you became your high school first state champion. Walk us through that. Uh, how did that moment define you and how did it feel for you? How did it change your life? Uh, it was... It was awesome. I honestly, if I'm if I'm being 100% honest, and this is like the first time I think I'm actually going to be recorded saying this, when I was the state champion, I did not know how much it meant. Because the year before I had got second, and everybody was just excited that I even made it to the state finals. And I, I didn't understand because I was in track and field and I didn't know that it measured the same. So um, being in wrestling, it basically came natural to me compared to track and field. Like I was decent in track and field. You know, um, my relay team for the four by one made it to state. Uh, we got top five. It was great. Being a state, a state runner up the that year, my junior year, I was like, what? Is, is it good? Is this good? Is state good? What y'all, what y'all all excited about? And then I got, I got um, the, I got first place that next year. I appreciated it, but I think I appreciated it more when I saw how 
happy my coach was, Coach Bowser. He like he was crying and I was like, I think this is real. And so when he started crying, I started getting a little teary. So I, I that's when I had realized that it was actually the most um like the, the, the best achievement that I possibly could have made. And I had lost my father actually the year before and he had made it to he made it to my state championships and watched me get second. So it was like a bittersweet moment. But um, I was happy that Coach Balzer was there as witness. And I'm I'm so happy that he was way more happy than me because that got me uber excited. So yeah, that I think he was way more happy than I was. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I was my high school first state champion as well. I know it's a defining moment in, in your life and my life also as well. Let me ask you a question. So your senior year. You and your twin become back-to-back state champions. Mm -hmm. She had been out for a year before, as you said, with an injury. How was that moment? How does that define Tamira Menzestock today and her quest getting ready for the Pan American Games next weekend in the name of Peru? Mm, How does it define me? Well, if anything, just carrying on that excitement for someone else rather than myself is something that I believe I've been carrying through the years. So I was, like I said, like I saw that my coach was more excited than me when I had won. And when my twin had won her state championship final match, I was ecstatic. I was trying to compose myself because I promise you right after she wrestled, I had to wrestle. She was 138 and I was 148. So it was back to back. So I had to compose myself because I'm telling you, my twin went through some struggles. And I see a lot of the women that I'm on the team with, with the Pan American Games, go through struggles every day. And I go through the same struggles that they do. And um, when I see them become, when I see them become Pan American champions, the way I saw my twin become a state champion, I am going to be the most excited person in the world. They're going to be like, Tamara, you did it too. I'll be like, you guys did it too. This is so awesome. I can't not believe. Come on, be excited, be pumped. <laughs> be like, stop it. I'm excited for you. <laughs> so, um, I guess that's kind of. I guess that was like the stepping stone of me just being more excited for other people. And I'm fine with that. You know, if you don't want to be excited, I can get excited for you. Yeah. And you had another first in your life also. You became the first uh, women NCAA champion at Wayland Baptist College. You know, you got all these firsts in your life. You were a track and field girl. You know, track and field girls there. <laughs> and I'm going to say this. <laughs> You know, they don't like to get dirty. They don't like to get sweaty. So, <laughs> That's so true. You took a huge leap into, into the sweat sport. Right? No. Oh, let me let me just, a little side note. You are not kidding, James. So, like I said, I was, I'm not going to say bougie, but, you know, I tried to look cute. Like, the dirtiest I got when it was when I was jumping into the sand pit. And I would be like, oh, ew, they're standing in my shoes. And they're so disgusting. And I'd immediately, like, pound out the shoe, pound out my shoes, and then do my next jump. Like, like. <laughs> Obviously, it was gonna. I was redundant. Like it was obviously gonna get into the shoe again, but I didn't care. I wanted to be comfortable. Joined wrestling, and 
I'm not gonna lie, you know, in track I was I was bullied. But it was kind of like a fun bully and they called me freshman because I was the first freshman on the team as well that made it the varsity team because I was that fast. And when I joined wrestling, one of the girls that was apparently in the same weight as me got one of my one of my track teammates to actually bully me and like try to fight me and push me up against the lockers. And that was, you know, that was, that was pretty devastating. What the freak? What are you doing to me? I thought we were cool. She was like, you better quit wrestling. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't even like it. They're like always pushing me, uh, taking me down to the mat, getting their sweat all on me. I'm just trying it out until the end of the month. But then I stayed in it. So, um, I'm I, like, <laughs> you're laughing at me, but this is like 100% true. And my coach, my wrestling coaches came up to me and was like, Tamara, what happened? Who did this to you? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? No one did anything. I'm fine. Because I wasn't a snitch. I'm a snitch now. I, 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 if I see anybody bullying somebody, I'm a snitch now. But back then, I was like, it's fine. I'm okay. So being in wrestling, I found my voice. I'm no longer, like, timid and bashful. I mean, maybe sometimes. But I found my voice to stand up to bullies and to stand up for other people. And so I I appreciate being in wrestling. So yeah, I was a track girl. You know, you know, you know how them track girls are, like you said. And that's also some of the things that they did too. So I found wrestling. I found like a family that was welcoming and it was amazing. You know, there are some some important changes coming up. You know, the NCAA has just recommended women wrestling yes. for you know division one, division two, II, division three and all emerging college college programs. How do you see that defining women wrestling for the future of the United States? Oh my gosh. Do you know how the influx in women's coaches is gonna be phenomenal? There's gonna be so many women's coaches. Cause I don't I don't know the percentage of you know men coaches to women coaches now, but when when that becomes, you know, like set in stone and there's a whole bunch of um, schools that have um, women's wrestling, the women's coaches are going to just shoot up. And it's going to be great for this country because women's wrestling is the fastest growing sport that, that I mean, that we have, that, that I've been hearing. I've been hearing this repeatedly. Women's is the, is the fastest growing sport in America. Like, oh, that's cool. That's awesome. And it'll help the men because it'll get more fans and it'll get um, hopefully more publicity as well. And it'll grow the sport altogether, which is is great because what we do every day, it's tough and we don't get that recognition. Like football players, no offense, JJ, you look like you were a football player. I, I'm not doing any of like, I, I mean, no ill will, but um, like football, that's cool. Track, there's hard work. But wrestling, you're in a circle and you're grinding for six minutes and it's exhausting. So I, I the NCAAs, I, I appreciate them so much for getting women into the programs and I cannot wait. Yeah, I am 100% for that and I believe in equality for, you know, all women, you know, my sisters were athletes. They were track and field girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they were sweethearts. 
Yeah. But one of the things is this is a this is a critical year for the United States and wrestling is our qualifying year for the Olympics. Not only are you going to represent the United States at the Pan American Games in Lima, Peru, but you're going to represent the United States in Kazakhstan in September at the World Championship. And this World Championship has more meaning than any World Championship because this is the qualifier for Tokyo yeah. for the summer of 2020 in Japan. What are your thoughts and your preparation for putting yourself in a position not only to, you know, to grace the podium in Kazakhstan, but also, you know, to qualify the weight class and get to sit out and then put yourself in the Olympics in Tokyo to, to complete the trifecta. Oh, to be honest, I'm really not worried about sitting out because I, I will wrestle for my spot every chance I can and it wouldn't be no sweat off my back. I mean, obviously, because I would sweat. But I, I, I would have no issue with it. But the fact that I get to go in my weight class at 68 kilograms and go to Kazakhstan to qualify my weight class for the Olympics. Oh, it means so much. Oh, my gosh. Like, and I have it in the palm of my hands. And I've seasoned myself over the years. I'm not that Tamara Mensa that... Um, didn't qualify her weight and for the 2016 Olympics. I I am no longer that female. I'm glad that I experienced everything that she went through. We cool. I have no regrets, not one single letter. But the fact that I'm going to Kazakhstan to qualify my weight makes me so pumped. I'm trying to stay calm, but my pits are sweating, but you can't see it. But I'm telling you, I am so pumped. And then going to Pan Am Games, right before I go to um, Kazakhstan is going to get me more pumped because I'm going to see opening ceremonies, something that everybody like talks about that I've been getting interviewed from, from people left and right, like, oh, Pan, Pan American Games, Pan American Games. And I'm going to see opening ceremonies for it. And it's going to make me want it more when I go to Kazakhstan because I'm going to want to see these opening ceremonies, but better for the 2020 Olympics in Japan. Because I know Japan, they're going to do it up. So I, I love the Japanese culture. Anime! Which is also what my twin got me into. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to love the Pan American Games. I competed in the Pan American Games back in the day in Havana, Cuba. It was a great experience for me. You know, I have my medal in the trophy case, so I always look at it. You know, I got to... I remember it because uh, Fidel Castro's there watching wrestling because wrestling is one of his favorite sports. You know, they had a lot of, you know, as you know, with Cuba, they have a lot of incredible athletes. There. Mm-hmm. And John and I want to thank you for, you know, being a part of, part of the Making a Three podcast and help brand your name and, you know, greater success. And as we move forward towards the Olympics, we would like to have you back on also as well. Oh, you know? Tamara Mensa Stock will be more than pleased to join you all. This is awesome. I can talk forever. I have no problem with that. <laughs> hey, speaking of finding your voice, you have a great voice and you definitely <laughs> have a career in TV or radio when you finish wrestling. No lie. Seriously. No lie. <laughs> so yeah, so just keep doing what you're doing. We both wish you nothing but success upcoming and like JJ said we love to have you back on as often as we can get you. Thank you John and funny thing is I kind of want to be in some kind of audio um, thing to just just for a little bit. I love doing I love doing recordings. If you've ever seen my, my Instagram I'm always like at a competition 
or a camp that we're doing, I'm trying to get people to dance for me or like do some kind of lip dub. I'm like, please, please, please just dance for me. And it's it's so fun. So I, I love doing videography. My voice, I find kind of annoying, but I'm glad you like it, John. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we wanna... how, 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 how can people follow you on your way to to Tokyo 2020. Oh, um, they can follow me on Instagram at Tamira. Oh, nope, nope, nope. That's a new one. Instagram at Mensa Tamira Stock. M-E-N-S-A-H-T-A-M-Y-R-A-S-T-O-C-K. And on my Twitter page, which I do, uh, you know, funny, funny gifs every now and then, or is it gifs? I don't know. I like gifts. I think they're, they're gifts to the world. But they can follow me on Twitter at Mensa, M-E-N-S-A-H, Tam, T-A-M, stock, S-T-O-C-K. I had to change it because uh, Twitter didn't want me to put my full first name. So I tried to make it work. <laughs> but it's the same. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, again, we, we can't thank John in a thought. I, I'm just, uh, I'm just listening. I mean, oh. I can, we could let this ride for a while. And oh, we can, we can let it ride. I'm, I'm sure you're going to have a tremendous following uh, next week and in the coming weeks with the competition. And it's great having you on here. Just great having your 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 voice, your presence, and what you do and what you've done. I'm sure you, there's a big audience out there that's really kind of hanging on what you were saying and is going to be following you. And we're just thankful and appreciative that you gave us some of your time. We know you're busy. You're getting ready to go compete in a, in a huge worldwide event. So the Making a Three podcast thanks you so much. We we thank our audience as always for, for following us and listening to us. And our broadcast is made possible by our listeners. We couldn't do it without them. And so I'm just saying, join us next time for another Making of Three podcast with James Johnson and John Harris. The podcast is available on Anchor and Spotify.